For Friday, July 16, the 197th day of 2021, there are 168 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook Watch, on YouTube Live, on Periscope. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we will update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will get ready for the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship for this weekend. Big weekend in sports. We'll tell you about that. And we'll also give you a chance to win. We'll have the water cooler question, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling in to my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. Do you fancy yourself an average, above average, or below average emoji user? Oh, below average. Below average. You yeah. think you use them sparingly compared yeah. to others? I, I think so. Is there one emoji that you think you use more than any other one? Well. Uh, I have two. I do the winky eye. Okay. And then that normal laughy face one. All right. Got it. This may be surprising to us, but the most used emoji in the world is not the smiley face. Both the laughing and crying emojis tie for number one. So it's kind of extreme. You're either laughing or you're crying. And generally those two may be appropriate. So there you are. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He is the two-time Silver Sal nominee, covering every corner of the globe, London, Moscow, Paris. Where did you go yesterday? Brandenburg. Brandenburg. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, good. It's Friday. Uh, it's when it's what you said when you walked in the studio. Yeah, you it's said, Friday. It's, it's yeah. Friday. You said hello, and then you said good morning. If it were a good morning, I'd still be asleep. So I just said morning. Touche. Touche. Uh, so um, nonetheless, it's going to be a, a big weekend. Uh, Sam, sometimes I know you, uh, I've seen you do it, so you can't deny that it oh. happens. Sometimes you'll walk into a room and you'll suddenly forget why you walked into oh, the yeah. room oh, or, no, the, no, 100%. or the question. And I've noticed that you already have this life hack. When you walk into a room or you open the refrigerator and you can't remember what you were going after is... Shift your eyes left, right, left, right, back and forth, <laughs> and it's almost like rebooting your app. Because <laughs> it didn't, doesn't always work. It doesn't always work, but it's more likely to work when you walk in there and you go, "You just, what was it that I was here to do?" Mm-hmm. And then you have a tendency to also look at your wrist, uh-huh. like maybe the answer is on my <laughs> yep. wrist. <laughs> yep, to look at my watch. That's right, to look at your watch, and then you go, mm-hmm. "Oh yes, now I know what oh, I'm yeah, after." Oh yeah, I fully but know that. Yeah. Repeating the same eye pattern gives your memory a boost. So when you're having pretend I knew that memory trouble, but maybe as a human, you just your it's body natural. knew this is how I reboot and give myself uh, give myself a boost. Uh, off to the north of us this morning uh, in Indiana, there is some rain showers going on as the day progresses. Look for some of that shower activity to push its way south and find it into our area. So not a huge chance of rain for today. I mean, 60% chance of rain, but it's going to be more of the isolated variety. And it's going to be later in the day. We'll see a continued 60% chance of showers for tomorrow. Now, bear in mind, when you see this 10-day uh, forecast that you're looking at from our partners at Wave 3 uh, Storm Tracking Team, they've got kind of a cloudy with rain for the forecast as a whole regionally. And that's because they're taking southern Indiana into account. But 
the majority of our day is going to look pretty good here between the lakes. So we'll see some scattered thunderstorms as the afternoon progresses. We'll see 90 as the high today. We'll see scattered thunderstorms tonight, 74. Passing thunderstorms tomorrow, rain chance of 60%, a high of 85. So be prepared for the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship to dodge a few showers tomorrow. I don't know what that means as far as logistics and what they do, but they, they have a tendency to be very resilient and persevere and figure it out on the fly because... I think after not having one last year, they're just happy to do whatever it takes to make it happen this year. Do whatever they do whatever they need. A lot of Americans starting this week are seeing new deposits into their bank accounts for child tax credits that have started hitting U.S. families bank accounts. It's part of this uh, big stimulus that passed in March. Part of uh, It's for one year, part of the $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. Child tax credits are not new to our nation, but historically, the way I understand them, at least the small amount of research that I did this morning, typically child tax credits have qualified for people who uh, have to pay taxes to begin with. But now they've, um, for at least the next year, they've, they've, they've changed the numbers to where even people who maybe aren't paying any, uh, don't earn a minimum amount to pay federal income tax, are getting these. I don't know if you want to call them stipends or their new monthly payments. They'll average four hundred and twenty-three dollars per family, and President Biden says it's the key to having, having, in half, mm-hmm. child poverty rates, but. He is also setting up for a broader philosophical battle about the role of government and the responsibilities of parents. Uh, Unless this is your first day uh, participating in the show, you might imagine I've got some huge concerns about the precedent that this sets. And if it's it's indeed temporary, uh, if you could tell me that this is is a one-time thing, we're going to do it for a period of time, and it's going to get the desired result, I can be open to that. But too often, these programs that are created, they become baked in or they become relied upon or people get accustomed to them. And then what happens when they go away? Do they use, do they use these types of programs as a springboard to improve their situation? Uh, I often think that probably they do not. They just use the benefit as long as it's there, and then they try and scramble and figure it out once it dries up and it disappears. But we've already got too much of a nanny state. We already have too many people relying upon government to fix our problems at home, and I don't know that that's necessarily the role of government. So I just have some some long-term, to what end? And once we go down this path, then... Are, are people going to come back and say, well, it's not enough money. It needs to be, it needs to be more. It needs to be more. And then there's the question, can you, can you cut poverty in half, child poverty in half in a year? I say, no, you cannot. It was not created uh, in a year. So I doubt this will, this will do it. I just, my thing at my core is oftentimes people make these moves so that if, if I give you more money in your bank account, then you have to rely upon me, which means when you go to vote, then you're going to vote for me. And so in in an indirect – and I guess that's the way the world kind of works by and large. But I just think that we've moved away as Americans from being self-reliant. Now we're being reliant upon the government, but in turn that's other Americans. I'm being reliant upon the success of others rather than my own success, and I just don't know that – that's uh, the message that we need to be sending. But nonetheless, here it is for the next year. And if it's benefiting your family, well, then uh, good for you. The new Hall of Fame class for, well, let's get to Hall of Fame second. Uh, coaching carousel at Grayson County High School continues to spin. Yesterday, we were telling you about uh, soccer vacancy. And today we are telling you that the Christy has gotten the job. Christy did not yet get the soccer job. Oh my goodness! Uh, however, someone who is a better coach than she is, listen, honey, maybe anybody, not at soccer. Maybe anybody not, could be a better coach. Maybe than also. maybe not at soccer, but the winningest softball coach in the state of Kentucky with three state championships and Grayson County native Penny Reese is coming home. 
to take the lead of the Grayson County Lady Cougar softball team. That's awesome. I think it's great. It's yeah, home run hire. I yes. mean, pun intended 100% that it is a huge deal for this softball program. I mean, for one, they haven't had much consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that coaching position has had a lot of turnover, and I think that they need somebody to just come in there because there's a lot of really young, good players. I mean, your your sophomore class right now, so the rising juniors are very good. So there's there's a lot to like about what the future of this program has. And now you've got a coach that she's won, you know, 680 games. Yeah, that's That's right. a lot of softball. Yeah. That's impressive. Um, here's There are many things I like about this hire. Um, I, uh, I'll call it a hire. Uh, I guess it technically is. But it's also extending the invitation to say, hey, after you've gone out here and amassed all this success at Greenwood and Meade County and, you know, you've you've worked your way into at least the Greenwood Hall of Fame, I know for a fact, will, will you come home late in your career at your alma mater and guide this program until you're, you've decided to, to, to hang up your uh, coach's shorts? For, you know, and and so I just think the timing of it is right. Um, but I also hope that she has the respect and the credibility and the th- this is the equivalent of Don Lee, mm-hmm. of the late Don Lee. That This is what this is, is that, you know, th- she has she should command the, the respect. She has uh, the resume. She has the knowledge to lead the program and get the most out, out of it that she can. And you know that she cares because she's from here. She's a graduate of Grayson County High School. And I think I was reading something along the lines of is that she's the only female softball coach to win a state title or win multiple state titles <laughs> or something along the lines of that. So, I mean, she's the greatest softball coach in the history of the state of Kentucky. Yeah. Late in the spring, uh, you were the first person that mentioned this to me as an idea. I'm not necessarily giving you credit. Uh, I know. It's, it was all me. You uh, know, I, I not, made it happen. I'm not necessarily <laughs> giving you all the credit. I'm telling you're the first person that mentioned it to me, and I did that. Yeah. Good idea. Because so, I pretty much just said, I'd call her and make her tell me no. Yeah. It's nice to nice to see that come to uh, nice to see that come to fruition. Speaking of Hall of Famers, uh, we've also got uh, former, uh, well, we've got a Litchfield native in the late John Asher, and then uh, Brownsville native or Evanston County native Keith Madison getting into this year's class of the Kentucky Sports Hall of Fame in with uh, Rachel Ball, Bow, do you? Rachel Bow, was a maybe? swimmer in the okay. SEC that swam at uh, UK from 96 to 99. Dwayne Casey in that Dwayne list Dwayne Casey as is well. in the group. Uh, and Romeo Cronell. Romeo Cronell. Western also getting Zone. in. And Elmore Smith, who is a uh, name sounds familiar. five-time led Kentucky State basketball to back-to-back NAIA championships. So lots of sports news today. Very well deserved, too. A Litchfield man fleeing police on a motorcycle in Edmondson County has died in a crash. Yesterday afternoon, about one, state police responded to the 2500 block of Sunfish B Spring Road. The pursuit began on Anetta Road when Grayson County Sheriff's Office spotted 34-year-old Christopher Burden driving a stolen motorcycle. uh, Lieutenant Sonny Petit lost sight of the motorcycle as it left Grayson County, but Edmondson County spotted Burden near Kyrock. According to state police, Burden made an unlawful turn in the middle of the road, nearly striking another vehicle that was traveling on 259. They initiated a pursuit of the motorcycle with Burden turning west onto Sunfish B Spring Road, where he failed to negotiate a curve and exited the roadway. Motorcycle struck a sign. Guardrail tossed him, who was not wearing uh, a helmet from the motorcycle. He was pronounced dead at the scene by the Edmondson County Coroner's Office. At K105.com, you can read uh, some of the latest activity on the Grayson County Grand Jury. They have indicted, indicted 11 on a variety of charges. We've gone... Long time without uh, grand jury activity, or at least I almost re- forgot it was a thing. Reporting <laughs> on it, like when it did resume, it was like, oh, they do have grand jury. Like Eighteen months, don't they? Yeah, so uh, quite uh, quite a backlog. Operations to dislodge a grounded riverboat at Lake Barkley are scheduled to begin today. American Jazz, with 120 passengers and 54 crew members, became stuck on a sandbar last week while on a seven night cruise. Turned into more like uh, Gilligan's Island. 
<laughs> and they, uh, the passengers were moved off the ship and transported to Nashville on July 9th. The boat was not damaged, but there it sits. And so... I would love to be able to send the K-105 Digital Productions crew down there and stream them trying to get this to... Get them to unlodge this. Well, if it weren't for the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship, yeah, no, I'm it's... sure we could work that out. <laughs> but it'd be really uh, interesting. I, I just am fascinated to see how they would do it. I thought you told me you were willing to do whatever necessary to not have to go to Graves County. Well, this isn't quite Graves County. <laughs> it's basically the same. Uh, <laughs> Back when nearly talking about that with somebody last night. Nearly just as far. Uh, they say in, the, in order to ensure the safety of both responders and the public, boaters are not permitted to transit within 100 yards of the vessel and salvage operations area during salvage operations. I, how do they do this? Do I, they that's, just, what, that's the only reason I want to... Do they just take a dredger? Do they go in and just dredge it underneath? And how do they... I mean, if... Like I said beginning of the week, they're really stuck. If they lifted 120 passengers and their luggage and dropped 50% of their water storage and they still can't float above this, they're stuck. It's... It's that's why I want to go just because I'm fascinated to see how they would do it, the engineering behind it. Because I have don't no have, idea. Don't we have correspondence in the area that we can? Do we? Surely, seems like we should. Kentucky has reached a contract deal to continue placing youngsters with Baptist-affiliated children's agency uh, Sunrise Children's Home after Governor Bashir's administration removed anti-discrimination language that the agency steadfastly refused to sign. The agreement continues the state's long relationship with Sunrise Children's Services, which provides foster care, residential, and therapeutic services to children and families. It serves some of the most vulnerable children in a state with consistently some of the nation's worst child abuse rates. Those contractual ties had been jeopardized by a cultural clash. But yesterday, the State Cabinet for Health and Family Services said in an email... It entered into the new one-year contract agreement to continue placing children with Sunrise. Basically, what the Bashir administration did was they they put language in the contract that really went against what the recent Supreme Court ruling was, hoping that Sunrise would sign it and go on. And Sunrise said, we, we're not signing that so long as that language is in there. So they called the Bashir administration's bluff. They removed the language. Because in a way, Sunrise has the state over the barrel as well. Because I, as far as I know, there's no one ready to take the baton if they don't continue the relationship with Sunrise. So it was one of those, the timing says, we have to go down this path. But at least the Bashir administration gets to save face, face and say, well, we tried. You know, we, we, we tried to represent, you know, all people here, but it uh, just didn't work out that way. I also read a story today speaking of foster care. Holiday World is um, creating a new program where they're partnering with foster care agencies in Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee to create a new foster family program, which allows uh, kids who are in foster care to attend Holiday World free of charge, uh, Holiday World and Splash and Safari free of charge once a year. I love that. I think it's great. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, I love it's it. a great idea. Good, uh, good, oppor- good publicity good, good opportunity. too. Yeah, it's good for them. Yeah, it's good. Good for Holiday World, good for the and kids. And they get free, free soft drinks and free sunscreen and free parking. Free parking and uh, might get to see Santa. I don't uh, I don't know. A Kentucky man charged with threatening Jefferson County Public School Superintendent Marty Polio over the district's mask mandate says his comments were taken out of context. I, oh, I see. You were misunderstood. Uh, Bradley Lindsay went inside the district's central office in Louisville on Monday and began arguing with staff about the mask requirement for unvaccinated students and staff. After leaving the building, school security officers found Lindsay outside in his car where he admitted to having a gun. Lindsay is accused of confronting polio as the superintendent was leaving the building, telling him, your life is blank over and career as you know it. You don't know what I'm capable of doing. This is just me. I, I am uh, of above average intelligence, but I am no member of Mensa. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is no mistaking, right? The, there, there is no misunderstanding of what you said. 
Like there, there is no defense. You, I didn't really mean that. Well, <clears throat> and you got a gun on you. That doesn't help you. Yeah, to me, it's very clear. That doesn't help you. I was misunderstood. Really? All right. <laughs> so, how, how am I misunderstanding what you said, that his life is blanking over? He said he was just meaning and, his, his life is over because his career is over. I think oh, that's what he said. Oh, is that what it I is? I think that's what he said no, at the end I'm, of the No, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going back. I'm pretty sure I know what his, what his understanding was. No misunderstanding. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> a New Jersey woman is locked in a seven-year battle with the IRS to prove she is indeed alive. Oh, my. A New Jersey woman has been battling the IRS to prove she's still alive. The unfortunate mix-up began with her mother's death, and seven years later, the situation has not been resolved, causing a tax nightmare for the woman and her father. Oh, I can imagine the morbid mix-up began when she tried to file her taxes in 2014, which was the same year her mom passed away of ovarian cancer. She believes the government has them confused, even though they don't share the same first or last name. And now this is causing problems for her father's tax returns, with the IRS saying he's trying to claim a deceased dependent. Mm. And what makes matters even worse is that before COVID, she had an in-person meeting with someone from the IRS where she proved that uh, she, she was alive and walking around. And the IRS agent said, we'll make sure and get this resolved. Yes, you're clearly alive, blah, blah, blah. But then COVID happened, and now she can't get anybody to talk to her. But you know that they're going to audit her. I mean, <laughs> That's a hot yeah, they, uh, yeah. So, you see? Just, yep. When it, you know, you talk to people in big organizations and they say, well, the system says, yep, sometimes there's just no arguing with the system, right? Maybe she just goes, go ahead and threaten like our friend. Maybe, yeah. Maybe she'll be misunderstood as well. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. Spinach Day. Uh, to be more clear, it's Fresh Spinach Day, which I can I can get I can sign off on Fresh Spinach. It's not bad in a salad. You don't like like cooked up spinach? No, I do not. With I little, like it either way. With a little garlic and no, I do not. Then I don't like creams or cream spinach. Popeye or ruined spinach it. souffle. Popeye is solely responsible for spinach being gross. Uh, the way they treated it with the cans, and then it just oh, looked see, gross flying through the air, and like, bleh. That, to me, no made me want to eat it even more. No. Because <laughs> no. did you see how I'll, strong I'll, he got, though, when I'll, he ate it? Olive oil's <laughs> not my type. If, if, if spinach nets you olive oil, then forget it. <laughs> but now fresh spinach, not too bad. You know, in a salad, and mm -hmm. I still with prefer. With some ranch on that? I still prefer iceberg, you know, as the base of a salad mm. than, than spinach. I don't like the I don't like the point on the end of the spinach leaf. The core, the core part, the the stem part that you hold it like you know it's got a handle on it. Like, I need that to be. Can you chop? So do you have to cut off each stem so you don't have to? That's right. Seems kind of high maintenance. It does. It does. Do you ever get any of that when I make a salad? Um, not that I know of. No, you don't. Because okay. I'm good at cutting those off. Today is also corn. Fr thank you for that. Today is corn fritter day today. Big fan. I guess I've had corn fritters before. I'm not before, sure that I. But, what it, do I know what that is? I'm not. I'm not from far enough into the country. I just. <laughs> I grew up in suburbia, Caneyville, so I. The bustling metropolis, right? I only grew up like 2.2 miles from downtown from the heart of Caneyville. I, as a suburban Caneyville kid, I must not. I don't know. I spent time on Sinks Road, though. That was enough into the country. I would have gotten corn fritters. Uh, when you eat a corn fritter, can you actually see the kernels of corn in it? Yes. I don't want that then. Well, mm -mm. I'm Googling Sorry. here to see if this is, oh. if I know, like if I see a picture, if I'll know what this is. Uh, tomorrow is 
Peach. Yeah, I've never had that. Yeah. It looks what like a it? pancake with corn in it. Yeah, That's I've seen exactly what it is. Yeah. But it doesn't have the sweetness other than the corn bringing the sweet. I'll pass. Yeah, like all kinds of little stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Peach mm-hmm. ice cream day is tomorrow, also known as Fuzz Ripple. Not you know, that. you know, Fudge Ripple. This is Fuzz Ripple. <laughs> all right, peach ice cream. I can, I can oh, do that. Uh, I there's a place in, in Cincinnati. Ice, peach ice cream is delicious. Really? It's the best. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is also Yellow Pig Day. I don't know why that. I didn't. I'm not sure I knew that that was a thing. I definitely I've didn't. Never seen any and yellow Sunday pig. is Caviar Day. All right. And uh, Sunday is Perfect Family Day. Well, I'm out. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you, can anybody actually check in on that one? Y'all have fun celebrating. <laughs> the rest of us will be over here. Doing something. Getting Sammy, you went to Brandenburg yesterday? I did. Following the Cougar football team around? Yeah, it's, it was their second seven-on-seven football scrimmage of the year. And it, they're kind of weird. The first game they played Meade County, and it was a little bit of a struggle. Uh, Meade County's pretty good. They lost 18-6. to And then in the second game, they did it different than they were doing the other ones. So they were switching off. One team got 10 plays on offense. And then the other team got 10 plays on offense. So you could score technically 10 straight touchdowns if you wanted, and you would continue to get the football. All right. Uh, Fort Knox was up 12 to nothing going into the final, or 12 to 6 going into the final sequence of Grayson County's 10 plays. And Grayson scored four times in nine plays, and they ended up winning 30 to 12 against Fort Knox in that that little sequence. So they ended up playing extremely well. I know Coach Jones was a little worried. I, mean, I don't know if worried's the right. He wasn't necessarily. He said that they started off very slow was his words, and that's more just frustrating to him. He, as I think he told me, he said something along the lines of, we might have to get here an hour earlier and make them run a mile beforehand so that they can not start <laughs> off slow. Yeah. But they'll play three more of these. They'll play go back to Meade County twice, and then they'll play at Breck County next Thursday. So they're going to be playing a bunch of different teams. I know they play like Holy Cross of Louisville. They'll play Tell City, Indiana at some point, so it'll be good. So if they do that 10, 10 series like that, you get mm-hmm. 10 offense, 10 defense, you could, I mean, you could sub yourself in and be like all-time quarterback. Yeah, yeah. that's, well, it was interesting because they, uh, Grayson Chaffins had another interception yeah. on one of the first plays of the game against Fort Knox, and Fort Knox's offense stays on the field. And who do I hear other than uh, Dad uh, yeah. yelling at me, what are they doing staying on the field? And yeah. I said, well, apparently they're doing 10 plays. Yeah, that kid's going to break all his dad's records. I mean, is that very <laughs> is that very hard to do? No, it's a low bar, but he's still going to do it without a I, say, I saw a comment problem. saying he's already better than you, and he's only a freshman. <laughs> his career's just getting started, isn't it? Yeah, and he, it's his first time playing football since the third grade. Uh I must tell you, in my in my life, I have never been part of a product recall. Uh, I mean, let's something on a vehicle, like an airbag or whatever. I that got a letter a about one yesterday. You did mm-hmm. about a product recall. Well, it was more like, hey, if if you fix this, we'll pay you because we're sorry we screwed up. But it's on your vehicle, correct? Yeah, okay. So, I, so it might be the same thing. Other than vehicle aside, no, oh, I've okay. never been part of a product oh. recall where they say uh, you got to, you know, these potato chips are bad, or until yesterday. Really? We were watching television, and so I, she'll attest over there that I have a very <laughs> I have a very specific taste on sunscreen. Is that yeah. fair to say? That is very fair. All right, so we were watching television yesterday, yesterday morning. No, no, and not mm-hmm. Tropicana or any of that stuff. It's Neutrogena. All right. And so, but yesterday we were watching television, and all of a sudden we see there's a recall on Johnson & Johnson's Neutrogena okay, Beach Defense Sunscreen. Yes. And so you were standing over there to the cabinet, and I said, is that the same is that the same one? You said, can you open the cabinet can and open check? Open the cabinet and mm-hmm. see. So there it was 50 SPF, and what we had was 70 SPF. Which drives me crazy to be, like to begin with because mm-hmm. 70 is way too much well, for me. But just saying. No skin cancer, you know, so far. Look, look at me go. So Knock on wood. Knock on wood. But I did get an email last night from Amazon Saying that the sunscreen I bought last year was the fifty, and saying, "Hey, you've, if you've still got this, don't use it." So, 
Anyway, it's um, you can so, find so it. What, what happens now? It's probably gone, isn't it? Yeah, I've already got. I've already taken the benzene <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, it's already. It's already been used. But so, so if you pass out in the middle of the show, we know it's because of the sunscreen. Always bothers me though because it accumulates. Like you never use all of the sunscreen. Oh yeah. At the end of the yeah. year, so you accumulate these these compounding a fourth of a bottle or there's a little bit left and it turns into and so how do you know if it's still good do you use lotion or do you use the spray i prefer the spray oh I've, i hate the spray i've moved to the spray i hate the spray why why are you holding so your words cold. over there miss buckles <laughs> i've used the spray now because of you i hate the spray i prefer the spray on my body um i'll actually use it on my face because uh the lotion Mm-hmm. To use on my face, it, it breaks me out. It, it's just I, I don't care for it. But okay. I don't use a lot of sunscreen. But now, also of your um, of your your, I gotta choose my word carefully here. <laughs> your propensity to hang on to things. Oh yeah, is that a fair fair way to say? That's- a nice way to say I'm it. always suspect on whether the sunscreen <laughs> is still good. Like How if you, it's in my bag, yeah, is it still good? It, it, it may say 2003 on it. <laughs> I, I'm not even sure I knew that sunscreen went bad. Oh, it does. For lotion tubes and bottles, the manufacturer's production year and day are typically in an alphanumeric code that can appear at the top or bottom of the container. The first two numbers represent the year the sunscreen was made. The next three numbers represent the calendar day. Expiration dates, on the other hand, are usually a bit clearer with an EXP marker, followed by the month and year sunscreen should go bad. To keep your sunscreen in good condition, the FDA recommends that sunscreen containers not be exposed to direct sun, so you can't take it to the beach, or you just have to leave it in your beach bag, I suppose. Protect the sunscreen by wrapping the containers in towels or keeping them in the shade. Sunscreen containers can also be kept in coolers while outside in the heat for long periods of time. If the sunscreen has been left in a hot car for a long period of time, for example, or separated, it uh, it is best to invest in a new bottle of sunscreen just in case. But what about the spray? Well, the spray, I, I don't want regardless. Why Why are you anti-spray, It's, it's cold. <laughs> I don't... It's so cold. Poor Sam. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. Plus, if you're putting it on yourself, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. You almost need somebody else to do it for you. You, got, yeah, you also, also need to be careful about where. If you're in a crowd, step oh, away from the yeah. crowd and make sure you find out who's downwind And down, then when you have brothers, you. too, and you know that it's cold, you might put a little bit extra on because you get the squirm with it. <laughs> because it's cold. I think if you're putting it on at the beach, you would be welcome that it is cold. It's like, ooh. Yeah, see. A nice you know. little... Nice. Do you, would you like to know what a six thousand dollar hamburger looks like? Um, I, yeah. I can show you what like a twenty dollar burger looks like. <coughs> but excuse me, I don't the, know about six thousand. Um, Robert Willems, the chairman of the Royal Dutch Food and Beverage Association, paid five thousand nine hundred and sixty four dollars for what apparently is the Guinness World Record for the most expensive burger. I, that doesn't look like a burger to me that I really want to eat. The bun. I'm the interested. Bun, the bun is the part that I'm. So it just doesn't look like a good bun. Japanese. There's no good way to eat that. I fear, especially for six thousand dollars. You got to I mean, I got a big mouth, but I don't know that I got, got that big of a mouth. Japanese wagyu beef, beluga caviar, Alaskan king crab, and white truffle. I don't know that I want crab on a burger. Oh, like it's so fun to wait to eat. Called the Golden Boy. All those sound things sound good. I don't know if they sound good together. I might like to have them. Can we just disassemble it? And I'd rather eat each individual. Yeah. See, I don't know that I want crab on burger. I want crab. I think by itself. So that was a six thousand dollar hamburger. All right. In a companion story, a truck carrying twenty thousand pounds of ramen noodles crashed into a lake in Arkansas. So we've gone oh from a $6,000 burger, 20,000 pounds of ramen noodle, about $600. <laughs> Every college kid in that area is heading to the lake. I, I'd be curious to know, did the flavor packets rip open during the process? You know, like, it's no good if the flavor packets didn't also rip open it's, and it's flavor the ramen. It's in Arkansas, too, so That's there might right. be some... 
crashed into lakes. a crashed into a hot spring. It was the feeding of the five thousand. That's what it was. Feeding of the fifty. I'm on my way. They got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. going to rain so they put in extra work the day before i mean i didn't know that but it makes sense they're pretty smart i know they they don't like the rain i learned that from b movie (laughs) oh yeah jerry seinfeld yeah i don't know if i've seen that or not i have i like seinfeld i probably should watch it for that reason alone i mean it's it's it's, it's fine. Bees yeah. working ahead because they know they're not going to be able to work the following day. I think it's a, it's a good life lesson. Here's today's water cooler question. Your chance to win, 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000. It's Friday, so guess what? Two tickets to Holiday World, two tickets to Kentucky Kingdom, and two tickets to Beach Bend. You get tickets to all three. If you solve today's water cooler question at 270-259-6000, 270-259-6000, a survey found this to be the most popular activity during summer vacation. A survey found this to be the most popular activity during summer vacation. What is it? 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. A survey found this to be the most popular activity during summer vacation. What is it? Miss Buckles, for you and I, this would be the least popular activity. Oh, okay. That helps. I got to cross off a couple uh, items on this list now. <laughs> I don't know. I might... Uh... Do you think you know us that well? Well, I mean, I, I put... I mean, like the one on the bottom there. I felt like that would be something that you all would be okay. I mean, I don't know. It would, is the top one? Would that be a possibility for you all of not wanting? I'm just thinking. Are I'm just thinking popular? of things that were yes. okay. So I might have. I might have gotten this because this is something that my family did every every time we went on vacation. <laughs> By the way, Space Jam is finally in theaters today. Space Jam, A New Legacy, is in theaters. Also, Escape Room 2. And The Sleepless Unrest, The Real Conjuring Home. Oh, wow. That sounds wonderful. You were there at midnight to watch that one, right? I nearly camped out overnight to be the first in the first showing. That's terrible. Also, there is a new uh, Anthony Bourdain Netflix documentary, okay. if you like Anthony Bourdain. That's out this week. Fine with him. Uh, by the way, Sam, uh, I'm just going to message you, uh, but I thought I'd save it for the show. I misled you yesterday. Ted Lasso, they don't binge drop it. They do an episode uh. a week. So you can go back and see season one during your complimentary trial of Apple TV+. Plus. But if you want to see, you'll have to wait till the end of the season so I'll probably to wait. binge all two. I'll wait until the end of the season and then so binge my, watch. My apologies for for that. Uh, Sam, pick a number between one and six. Let's go number one. Number one, Crystal gets the first shot. Good morning, Crystal. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. A survey found this to be the most popular activity during summer vacation. What is it? Theme parks. Theme parks is... Not what we're looking for. Keep trying. Let's go to Brenda. What's your guess, Brenda? Camping. Camping is very popular. It is not what we're looking for. Let's go to Amanda. What's your guess, Amanda? Shopping. Shopping is correct. I got to add that on my list. Shopping is the most popular activity during summer vacation. So now, Beej, you see why I say it's the least popular for us? Yeah, to you. Yeah. We, like, oftentimes we have to say, well, I have to stop and buy some souvenirs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's not our thing. Mini golf was the one that I was sharing with Good her. old putt-putt? Putt-putt. Right. Gotcha. So we're not likely to do that. Hang on, Amanda. Go get some information from you. That Enjoy was, all those theme park tickets. That was something that was a tradition every vacation. We'd go at least once to one of the, the putt-putt places. Yeah. 
Well, and camping is not something that we are ever likely to do. Yeah. I, re- I was recalled um, <laughs> my mother was sharing a story recently. It reminds me of when Taylor was a kid about things you do on vacation. But it was one of Taylor's first trips to the uh, Smoky Mountains. And she was probably about Alea's age at the time, was being told about going to the park. <clears throat> Oh. Which is the Great Smoky Mountain mm. National Park, but not a not a park she's used to. <laughs> but as we're as we're you know driving through Pigeon Forge and all the go kart tracks and you know all the putt putt golf and all those great things, and Taylor's like, uh, "There's the park, <laughs> you know, isn't that the? Uh, no, no, the the park's on up here, but uh, so lots of things to do on vacation, including in Pigeon Forge." We gotta get to a break. We'll come back up more on the way. Hang on. for today. Do we need to stop telling kids they can grow up to be whatever they want? <laughs> not sure it's working out the way we had it drawn up. Maybe we shouldn't be so broad. I, we need some guardrails. Yeah. I think we need some some guardrails on you can be whatever so, you want. You mean to tell me I'm not going to play for the Cincinnati Reds? Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's not even it. You can be whatever you want, like lazy, like no good, like no count, unproductive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess in that regard, you're right. I just think we need we need to set some parameters on what you mean. You can choose any productive, well-adjusted vocation that you would like to have. You can't be anything you want. You're, you're, I, I mean, yeah, I know you're. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're preaching. Okay, Sam, you be the one to break the news to them. Okay. Who am I telling? The kids. All, all of them. <laughs> the ne'er do wells. I'll uh, rescind that offer to the ne'er do wells that they got. I'll go get go driving through town in the Hummer and just broadcast no, it on the no, on the, on the no, loudspeakers. No, not through the not, no, 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 no. I need to get one of the – do any of the LPD vehicles have the speaker? I'm sure they do. That's what I need. Yeah. Just to drive through town in one of those and just start talking I'm, about whatever I'm I want I'm pretty sure to. they've already been trying to tell people, but they're not <laughs> listening. On television tonight, PBS has Icon, Music Through the Lens. It's a look at iconic images from music, the world of music. Any specific music or um, – it doesn't assist photography's greatest name. Some of these guys that, you know, traveled with oh, okay. Okay. rock bands and got some That'd of these classic rock and roll images or others. Uh, it could be good. On Discovery Channel, it's Ninja Sharks 2, Mutants Rising. Uh, there was a period of time Ninja because Star- I know you like sharks so much and Shark Week and I would watch it. But we have literally jumped the shark on dumb Shark Week stuff. Ninja Sharks 2, Mutants Rising. If you're looking for something to interest me less, congratulations. You've just What succeeded. about Sharknado? <clears throat> no. Just give me some straight old just give me some straight up normal Jaws. shark content. That's not even normal. Just give me real content about Shark Week and I might watch it. Don't give me this plussed up version or whatever. So have you seen the one that um uh the one that does the kid show Haddish? What's her Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. So she's actually on one of the Shark Week programs. Is it a normal one, or is it some of this far-fetched I don't nonsense? Know, ninjas. But I thought and you such. might get more interesting. Give it a that, chance tonight. Don't be ninja, nobody that don't need ninja. It's just, it's just, it's it's a fact of the universe. Then tomorrow it's Game Five, Bucks at Suns, twenty twenty one NBA Finals. Sam, who you got? I'm hoping the Suns win for Devin Booker, but I. 
I don't know. Sam, who wins the Open Championship? Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that's winning right now, the American. He's going to win it. Uh, what's Morikawa? It? Morikawa, yeah. I'm going with Spieth. Um, and oh, Toddy Pagacha wins the uh, easily wins the Tour de France on Sunday. Couldn't name you one person in it. So that's Lance Lance Armstrong. Is he still there? No. Regretfully, no. No. He's old like me. SNL. The rerun is uh, Keegan Michael Key and Olivia Rodrigo. And then on History Channel on Sunday night, I could be interested in this. The Machines That Built America. It's a series premiere. Harvesting crops is a grueling, back-breaking work, and farmers must walk miles behind horse-drawn plows to get food on American tables. And so it shows you the innovation of farm machinery, how they've made it easier. If there's one thing that... I mean, the one channel that pretty much everything on it is good, it'd be the History Channel. I would... By and large, I think that would be that would probably be right. And uh, no Big Brother tonight, no Big Brother tomorrow night, but Big Brother on Sunday night. Is that right? Did your person make it? Is that still a thing? Um, Alyssa, uh, no, uh, Travis. Oh, Travis. I wanted Travis. Travis oh, spoiler alert! Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, no. I'm just saying to someone who might be listening now that they know that they can flip it really quick. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Who was the guy person you didn't like? Frenchie. Frenchie. She's the one that doesn't like Frenchie. And I don't I don't like Frenchie, but she's got some disdain for Frenchie that Yes. We can maybe fi- find out a way to get Frenchie on the show and you two can hash this out. No, he's from Tennessee. Oh. Is he a Vol fan or a Vandy fan? I I I would bet a substantial amount of money he's a Vol fan. Ugh. Ugh. You're telling me he's one of those people? Listen, you would be able to knock me over with a feather if he weren't a Tennessee Volunteer fan. So he's, I kind of got the picture now of who he is without knowing who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He may be the governor of Tennessee, D.C. He's something. Today's highlight in history, this date in 1790, a site along the Potomac River was designated the permanent seat of the U.S. government. The area became Washington, D.C. A a couple of episodes into Big Brother, here's what I can tell you. I was correct in that it's the same as The Amazing Race and Survivor. You just remove all of the nice scenery you remove some of the some of the tourism aspects like in the amazing race and it's just all compressed to this one structure and it's the ultimate social game that's all that it is yes it is the ultimate social game it's, it, it really is see i know nothing about it um, i like i don't know how you win i don't know how you lose i don't i i know nothing do you play games? Yes, yes. you okay. do. Mm-hmm. So you win competitions. So it's um, like a survivor where, you know, you'll have to climb the grease pole at the Caneyville Fair, right? Yeah, rearrange a puzzle, uh, put uh, roll a ball in a shark's mouth, you know, just things like that to give you competitive advantages that then allow you to dictate the social aspects of the game. And that's that's just, I'm not knocking it. But by the way, I will say it's it's inappropriately titled. It should be called something else. I don't know why it's called Big Brother. Well, because of 1984, right? Well, but I mean, it's Big Brother because all the cameras are all the way around the house, on the outdoors. I mean, it's overlooking. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's why they did that. No, I think it's really the name of it should be Screw Over Your Neighbor. That's really what it ultimately is, is that you just got to get an advantage on a person that you made a promise to that you would save them. And then you say, guess what? You're voted out. That's all. In 19... I'm watching it. I'm not making disparaging comments. I'm just making an assessment well, you're doing based more than on I am. what I've observed. In 1909, the Audi Auto Company was founded in Germany. Catcher in the Rye was first published this date in 1951. Mm-hmm. Apollo 11 blasted off from Cape Kennedy this date in 1969. Birthdays today, Michael Flatley is 63. Sam, do a little river dance at the Twin Lakes National Fiddlers Championship this weekend, if you don't mind. 
again, like I said yesterday, there's one thing that, that people don't want to see, and that's dance. Will Ferrell is 54 today. Okay. I love Will Ferrell. Gone but enough, for, not, gone but not forgotten. Uh, popcorn tycoon Orville Redenbacher was born this date in 1907. Oh, I thought the guy's name was Popcorn Tycoon. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a fantastic name. Popcorn Tycoon Orville Redenbacher. 1960. Brenda Lee was number one with I'm Sorry. I'm sorry. She's not allowed to sing another song. So sorry. No rocking around the Christmas tree? No, that's you no, know, I'm saying that's the only one I can oh. think of. Like You're she's not I, allowed to she, sing I'm sorry. I yeah. Think. And isn't she uh didn't she uh I saw mommy kissing or mommy's kissing Santa Claus? She probably did a version okay. of that, without a doubt. Go to 1969. Oliver was number one. With the Good Morning Starshine. Good morning, Starshine. That sounded very 1969. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1978. Abba, number one. Spell it backward, you pronounce it Abba. Take a chance on me. Songbird, Kenny G, number one in 87. Tracy Chapman, Give Me One Reason, number one in 96. The Black Eyed Peas, Don't Funk With My Heart in 05. And seven years ago today, Magic was number one with Rude. Rude. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. If you all discover that our A-L-E-X-A's have funny new voices, they have added Shaq and Melissa McCarthy in addition to Samuel L. Jackson as voices that are available on A-L-E-X-A's. If you choose the Samuel L. Jackson version, does he drop? Yeah, I'm sure he does. Because it's not him without it. Here's what I would really like to – I would like the app, though, that determines – which response would be best in which voice? Like, right. I would like to ask her questions, and then it be smart enough to decide mm-hmm. the response would be best coming from Shaq. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, like, your alarm needs to be Samuel L. Jackson saying, you know, wake no. wake, wake up. No. Is that what he says? Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the in the no version of what he would say. All right. Yeah, body is. So, anyway... Just d- don't be surprised if our A-L-E-X-A's have different voices next time you notice. <laughs> we can get Shaq on the show that way. Gold Bond. <laughs> I mean, Papa John's. He's got a close connection with Papa John's now. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Life is the dancer, and you are the dance. Life is the dancer, and you are the dance. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.